on the count of three, clap, puny insect. One and two and three and. Yeah, that was that was actually not on three, Tim. So maybe consider who the real insect is. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to, to Gameography, where we say, nah, nah. That's the new Gameography catchphrase, honestly. <laughs> Devin, we should put that on a shirt. <laughs> Wait, Devin, what if we put out a shirt that's the, the fucked up uh, Shodan face? I, I think that's illegal, but... Yeah, um, oh, it's definitely illegal. Um, and it just says, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what if we put a... What if it's uh though it's it's like the system like it's like the protagonist's face, hmm. and it says nah, <laughs> and on the background it's the fuck it's on the back of the shirt it's the fucked up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like if this, <laughs> I know I know we already talked about this a lot, but if that hap- like if this game had come out like now. Oh my this God. that would have been like the biggest meme. Oh like, my! I I kind of can't believe it isn't still. Yeah, like, like if yeah, if this game were easier to finish, it would be the yeah. biggest meme on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if a lot of people who like played this like just didn't get to the end because I could definitely see it. Like if I, you were not dedicated. Yeah. Jesus, if I didn't have walkthroughs, if I had been oh, playing yeah. this in 2004 and I didn't have like immediate Wi-Fi access, I mm-hmm. there's zero chance I would have finished this game. Mm-hmm. I honestly yeah, I wouldn't have finished it without a podcast holding me accountable. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, no, for sure <laughs> with the walkthroughs. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I would have finished it without for if we weren't doing the podcast either. Like I would have played about half of it and really enjoyed it and then I would yeah. stopped, I think. Yeah. I would have gotten to a, a certain point where like I got stuck and been like, okay, I don't I don't need to like stress over this. So, we've. Do you want? Do you want to talk about um, the making of the game, as it is? Yes. Yes. I do. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad you're here. Me too. Because that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Great. So, it's a it's it's a weird it's a weird setup. I have to say. So, um. The three, so this game was made by Irrational Games. It's the first game by Irrational Games. It's a, It was made in a partnership between Irrational Games and Looking Glass Studios. Irrational Games was founded by three people who all worked at Looking Glass Studios and were like, okay, we're going to start our own company. They, um, and that was Ken Levine, Rob Fermier, Oh, who's the who's the programmer? And he he uh, was the only one who had actually worked on System Shock One. The rest of them hadn't. And really? Then, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it's a basically a completely different like team that made it. Um, and then Jonathan Che, who was like the project manager slash director, 
So I don't know. Obviously, like Rob Fermier, I don't know how to say his name, but uh, he had been at like the company for a while. And I don't know about the other two. Like Ken Levine didn't really have any like credits, I feel like, before this. He probably just like been like helping out on stuff. I don't really know. But they, so Looking Glass was working on Thief the dark project when when this when around this time and so i think they all worked on that a little bit and then left and so that game was still being made and they tried to make like some game that got canceled by the publisher that they were working with so they were like i don't know what that wasn't never um, like a junction station or whatever maybe it never came out. I think oh, okay. I think it was even maybe it's just like a port or something like that. I don't know. But so they were like, uh, they ran out of money basically. <laughs> and but weirdly they were still working in the same offices as Looking Glass. <laughs> hmm. God, so like that's so funny. They were in the same building and like they were still like friends with it, with them and stuff. And so Paul Nurath uh, like creator of um, who was like the head of the company and the creator of Ultima Underworld came and was like hey do you want to like make a game with us because we have this engine mermit that like we built for Thief and like you guys mm-hmm. have like used it before <clears throat> or, like, that's you, called the dark engine fi- yeah for everyone mm-hmm. yeah and so they were like okay and so they they were like well we really like System Shock, so we should make we should we should make something like that. We like they're making like a, you know, like more of like a, f- fantasy ish, like game with Thief. So like we'll make a like a sci fi game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they didn't have at this point the license to System Shock, so they couldn't actually make it System Shock. But they're like, okay, that's we'll just make like it'll be like all the ideas of system shock essentially, but mm-hmm. just a different like story and stuff. So it was going to be like, you're on a spaceship where the like captain of the spaceship has gone crazy. Oh, that would have been interesting. And you have to like go and go and kill him. <laughs> that's, that's all, that's all the information yeah. I have on it. But uh, um, and that that actually that was Junction Point, which oh, is what okay. I was trying to That's say earlier. It, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They uh, it was partially because um, they the press mistook uh, the first one for a Doom clone, and right. everyone like related it to Doom, and so they were trying to make it more role play, right? Yeah, that's that's where like the role playing elements came in. Yeah, is like they wanted they wanted to like yeah not be so i think their kind of their point was also that like system shock wasn't trying to be like a doom like mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. all really yeah. that's just not remote it just looks yeah. the same yeah it just kind of yeah has has similarities so yeah but they wanted to like yeah get even further away from that which makes sense they probably knew like they couldn't <laughs> like do that kind of game <laughs> yeah and also that's kind of setting you up for like bad sales because it's going to give everyone the wrong expectations and everyone's going to hate it when they play it right um but so they did uh shop around with publishers and electronic arts since they'd bought origin systems had the system shock license so they're like why don't you just make this system shock too <laughs> And they said, like, great. So they, like, rewrote the, uh, like, story, but, like, the actual gameplay, they didn't change at all, they said. Oh, like, wow. Like the so original... Dungeon Point was really going to be just like this but with a different story. That's cool. Yeah. And I imagine even probably, like, some of the story stuff is the same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, the fact that you're, like, on, like, a ship in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because like, they obviously were yeah. probably going to take that yeah. from the first System Shock. Yeah. They were all, like, this is, I mean, this is just, like, I feel like every episode of of this season that we, like, say this, but, like, uh, 
they were all basically like had never made a game before. Not all of them, <laughs> but like most of the people. Um, obviously, like only the one guy had worked on the first System Shock. The rest of them had like never, for the most part, actually like finished a game, or, like made a game from start wow. to finish. <laughs> so wow. they didn't know all of what they were doing. Uh, yeah, no one ever seems to. Do- it's ne- the the yeah. good games never seem to be made by someone who it's their fifth time. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> well, I feel like it's partly a like I think part of it is just like at this. I mean, even up until like this time around like two thousand, like it was so it was like such a young medium that there was like not very many people who had been doing it very long. <laughs> yeah, and like sense. people who had. People who, and this is still kind of, I feel like it happens where it's like people who made games in a certain era just like never really like, like changed and like adapted to like where the technology and stuff went later on. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like there's people who like made like the really like old like RPGs and stuff. Like they just, they didn't make stuff yeah. like after like the 80s and like early 90s like yeah because i mean it was such the technology just made it such a different like set of goals and like expectations that yeah i think it was just like really a very yeah it was a very different like like ecosystem of like the and like the programming and everything and also yeah, yeah. like really old games <clears throat> like you didn't really need like a much of a budget like Hmm, yeah, was, everything was like like really rudimentary. Like you didn't like with, with like the older stuff. Like you didn't a lot of times have music, so you didn't mm-hmm. have to like worry about that or like have like expensive art <laughs> or anything. Yeah, but at, by this point, like you need like a whole like company to make a game. Yeah, you're and essentially that, there's as many moving parts as like a film. So it's like yeah. in System Shock as opposed to like mm-hmm. Ultima Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. This, uh, like, is, I guess, also, like, um, Ocarina of Time, this is, like, around the time when, I guess, like, motion capture yeah, started. <laughs> uh, so, this game actually used motion capture, which never, honestly, would have thought playing it. <laughs> yeah, I, that does, that did shock me, but. In a sense, it does make sense because one of the first things I wrote was that the animation in this is so fluid and good, mm. and it's like the only graphical kind of uh, you know limit is just that everyone looks like they're a RuneScape character, mm-hmm. but it's like they move so like just well, and it kind of makes a lot of sense that, that would have been motion capture. A little mocap. Andy Circus actually did everyone <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Did you read about how they like uh, the company that they? did it with like so they they were like i guess the company that they did it with i don't know what their main like business was but they were like yeah this whole like motion capture thing is like i don't i guess i don't know what their reason for it was but they're like we don't want to do it anymore (laughs) so like they literally like like were like midway through like doing the like motion capture for the game they were like yeah we don't do this anymore and so they had to like they had to like convince them like hey you're like we already scheduled out like more sessions like can we at least do those? <laughs> Jeez. Which Yeah, I mean I I can imagine at the time like the technology being like so hard to work with or something that it maybe isn't worth it, but <laughs> yeah, I I did actually someone said that um the motion capture was so rudimentary that it like it took infinitely longer to turn the raw data into a functional animation than it would Mm -hmm. ever take now because it was just like so messy and so sort of unrefined in the capturing process so yeah they said i think it yeah they said that they wouldn't do it again (laughs) (laughs) like they they were just gonna like hand animate from here on but uh but but one thing that did come out of it was uh they like they weren't like very organized and like didn't like do enough like prep work and stuff like Mm. they didn't like have like a full like list even of like all the motions they wanted (laughs) so they're oh my gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> and so like they at one point they like were in the studio and they like finished everything that they wanted to do i guess but they still had two hours and so they were like well we're already like paid to be here so uh i ken levine was like so like just like be a monkey to the actor <laughs> and that's where the monkeys come oh from oh my god even the monkeys are mocap <laughs> that's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> Like the monkeys weren't in the game before that, and apparently, no like a lot of people way. on the team, like were like, I don't know, like seems kind of silly to add the add monkeys. <laughs> Man, I couldn't but. agree with that person more. Um, also, <laughs> little tid, I want to talk about the monkeys for a second. Yeah, um, I just the one like when I first started playing the game, playing the game, I wrote mm. down Birdo connection. The monkey you kill <laughs> near the medical center is canonically the same monkey as in Mario sixty four. <laughs> and that was that was before I realized there was a ton of monkeys, so I just I don't know why I wrote that, but um, yeah, uh, it is weird and, that a star pops out of him when you kill him. I did, I didn't really put it together, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, that it's the same yeah. monkey. Most people don't catch that. <laughs> um, also, uh, in the part where you first start seeing the monkeys shooting laser or beams or uh, you know, yeah, energy yeah. like cyborgs, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a woman who says, uh, you may soon see some strange phenomena and then m- monkeys start shooting beams at you. <laughs> um, and do you know about the Easter egg in the game relating to a basketball? I don't think so. Okay, so um, if you in the, so, you know, the, the very first area you see in the game um, is that like uh, Blade Runner, like parking lot type area which I think it's literally one of my favorite parts of the game is just right when you're going into the UNN building, you know, there's like a oh, delivery like, truck. Like before the game even really starts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, there's a basketball where if you climb up like on one of the pillars, like it's not uh-huh. even, it's it's out of the way in that area where you're already not looking for anything. If you find uh, a basketball up there, you can grab it and put it in your inventory. And so if you carry that basketball with you through the entire game, mm-hmm. canonically through all four years of your service as well, <laughs> you've just been carrying around this basketball, and then you don't drop it at any point. You carry it with, with you all yeah. the way through the game. When you get to the basketball yeah. court, yeah. you know, which is like the like in the third act, yeah. um, if you throw the basketball into the hoop, which is apparently very difficult, but, yeah. um, so already this is the most just like convoluted uh, <laughs> Easter egg. But if you do that, you'll get an email um, from a character named A Bananas, A dot Bananas. And the text reads, things are going according to plan. Uh, also, you're hearing monkey noises when this happens, like okay. through the through the like you're like, you know, earpiece or whatever things are going according to plan we've managed to turn the many against shodan and you've been stupid enough to stick your neck out for that overbearing uber computer why not join us while you've been stockpiling ammo med hypos and high-tech gadgets we've collected every last piece of nuts banana and coconut on board (laughs) just say the word just say the word and you'll get plenty to eat an attractive hirsute companion spelled h-i-r-s-u-t-e i I don't know what that word means and a tire swing of your own isn't the in the end isn't that what really matters i think it's like a sex robot oh okay because there's that like brothel area oh you're right yeah i didn't know if that meant something in monkey (laughs) um so yeah there's an easter egg that reveals that the whole time that this game has been happening the monkeys are stockpiling supplies and they're gonna live out the rest of their lives on the ship or something like (laughs) It's interesting that this uh, like this means that the monkeys like talk because they don't talk. They like hmm. they just like yeah, that's true. But did you see the um, the logs where it's like the researchers are talking about the monkeys and they're like, the other day I saw one of them sign the pin code oh, for one of yeah. the closets, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I saw a different monkey open that closet and steal what was in it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know. Listen, I don't, I don't, I wasn't doubting their intelligence. I was just <laughs> doubting their. Mastery of the English language. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've kind of have covered everything else 
about the like the making of the game just kind of like as we've in previous episodes there's not there's not a whole lot i um, oh well we didn't talk well, about the like the fact that it wasn't really a success i guess uh well hold hold off on that though yeah. um i wanted to say uh, uh a thing that's notable is that thief mm-hmm. and thief or i don't know which one is are they both the same engine as thief 2 shock i don't is know is it just thief 2 or just thief 1 as well Thief one what? is. I don't know. I would assume oh, okay. Thief, okay. Two Thief two is, but I don't know. Is, well, then whatever. But Thief one, yeah, um, apparently is a really good game. I wanted to play it um, or like yeah. try it out at least, but I just never got around to it. This game took me so long, um, and it's like very stealthy and it's using the same engine. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the assets are the same between the two games. Uh, really, one like, of the, the like there's little items and stuff. Apparently, I don't. I don't really have the full list, but oh, interesting. Um, and the most notable thing that's immediately apparent is that uh, the enemies are all carrying swords, and they all stalk around mm-hmm. holding them up. Yeah. Like, and that's why the hybrids all hold their shotguns like that. Oh. Because it's the same animation. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Because, <laughs> you know, they're holding it in such uh-huh. a weird way the whole game, and it, like, just, you just kind of see, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is just weird, you know, 90s. Yeah decisions but yeah it, it was all just to save money and use the same animation <laughs> also part of why i think uh the shotguns don't disappear when you take them from the hybrids mm-hmm. um but apparently that game's yeah. really good i i feel like that would have been worthy of an episode all to itself yeah i was thinking like man we, like we should have added that <laughs> to yeah. but but i mean yeah because it's also like you know it's also like a one of like the founding like immersive sim games yeah i did I, I don't know if I played one or two, but like many, many years ago, I played one of them. Oh, okay. And it is like, it is really cool. Like, like the, like, I was, I, like when I was talking in either the first or second episode of the, of when we, mm-hmm. when we were talking about like the. Some point today. The, yeah. <laughs> and like the, that like the stealth. Like there's mm, there's yeah. like element or like parts of this game where it feels like they want you to be stealthy, but like they don't really like let you be stealthy. Like that game mm-hmm. is like the opposite of that. Like obviously, yeah. like the whole thing is about like you like you have so many things that let you like be sneaky. Like mm. like the whole like kind of conceit of the game is like when you're in like shadow that people can't see you. So like you like stay away from like torches and stuff yeah and you yeah. get like water arrows so you can like shoot at the lights and they'll like go out and oh, make more darkness cool. and stuff and like you get like arrows that like you shoot on the ground and then it makes it so like when you walk it doesn't make sound and stuff like oh, that oh that's cool <laughs> yeah i can't i i think there's a bunch of other stuff but i don't really remember um but yeah it's, it's interesting cool. yeah i would love to play that um and definitely Anyone who's curious, go watch a video of it, and you'll just see all the similarities between it and System Shock pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. One thing um, I did see when I was looking stuff up is, like, they talked about how, obviously, it uses the same engine, but, like, they uh, they said that, like, there was, like, they said they think still, like, if you had like a copy of the engine or something like that or like you had like the code base mm. you literally just like changed one line and it would like load thief or load system shock 2 <laughs> oh, like it was what? like, like it was like so all crazy. there basically <laughs> that's crazy yeah <laughs> huh i don't even how how does that even work wait so so every copy of system shock has thief in it essentially i don't think that's true because like they they like would have like compiled all of like the code pro- into like whatever they put on the disk, but I think if you had like the actual like original code, it would probably all be there. Maybe <laughs> that's what it made it sound like anyway. I've just killed some kind of some kind of spider. I don't know, but it bit me, and now I'm sick. I'm down to my last med hypo. Come quick, Tommy. Come quick. Don't stop, Rebecca. Keep moving. Get to the escape pods on the command deck. 
We'll take off, set the toaster to wake us up in 30 years, and we'll be back on Earth before you know. A toaster built for two, baby. That's our next stop. Sound good? So let's do it. I won't take any excuses. Yeah, so I had a couple other things to talk about with regards to the story. Oh, okay. Um, if, do you have other stuff you want to talk about? Um, I was going to say just uh, I wanted to point out something that I realized when I was like just researching System Shock 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, part of why I think it gets the credit it does as like the godfather of immersive sims is because yeah. The the is it Warren Spector or Doug Church from the first one who made what they both worked on it yeah um, but Warren Spector then went on to make Deus Ex which is right. far more popular than System Shock One yeah. and the maker of System Shock Two went on to make Bioshock which right. I just think is so funny yeah um, <laughs> and it's yeah. also it's just I think there's a lot of connections between these games and the Bethesda games that are theoretically the subject of the season right, in right. that. Uh, but System Shock 1 is like the sort of technical brother of a fantasy game, um, Ultima mm-hmm. Underworld. Right, right. System Shock 2, same thing, Thief. Uh-huh. And then uh, Fallout and um, Elder Scrolls, you know? What's, yeah, well, what's the deal yeah. there? What's the connection, man? What's this? <laughs> it's happening all the time. And then the other thing is that um, System Shock, just like... Uh, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout uh-huh. are all games that at the beginning of the series were run by someone else right. than at the end, which isn't that right. notable. But like, right. I mean, it's all I, connected, like, man. Elder Scrolls is does have a continuity, but with yeah. Fallout, I, th- I yes. think Fallout's a better, you yeah. know. And uh, also, like the the we obviously we switched um, around like the order we were going to go through things on this season, like the original order. We would have talked about because, like, Bioshock and Fallout Three come out the same year, oh, and they have God. a lot of like similarities in the sense mm. of like, I mean, in the same way that Fallout Three and System Shock Two have similarities of like, they're both like RPG, first-person shooter like hybrids mm-hmm. to like different degrees, yeah, um, different degrees of shooting and role-playing i guess and they're also they're they're both to to differing degrees like uh survival and horror games right where it's like scrounging for resources and stuff like like they're remarkably similar between all these games i think i am a soldier and a simple man i cannot explain what has happened to me or this mission i take complete responsibility i brought danger to my ship to my crew to my honor cannot resist the changes that are happening to me. The call of the many is seductive. They got Karechkin, but that bastard is weak. I am not weak. I can resist this cancer. And if I cannot, I will remove it forcibly. God save the UNN. I was just going to talk about the, like, like, um, like story themes that I like saw. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause I, I have an interpretation of the whole story that I wanted to share. So, Oh, please, please go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so cyberpunk <laughs> is always cyberpunk. Webster's dictionary defines cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> the Webster dictionary defines <laughs> cyberpunk as being like capitalist critiquing pretty mm-hmm. much like to its core. Right. Yeah. So I think that what System Shock 2 is, is um, an advocacy for an advocation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's advocating for anarchism because okay. Shodan is capitalism. She's like all <laughs> about her own individual greatness. She's about glory. She's about like um, being better than everyone. And then the, the many are communism because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all, they, they think about the group over the individual. Right. And, yeah. and I feel like... Uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe other games would have, like, just said, fuck capitalism, but this game says they're both evil. <laughs> nah! And it says, like, reject all power structures. Yeah. That's I don't have, I don't, fair. I can't, I couldn't write an essay about that, but that was just a thought I had yesterday. Yeah. That's, that's similar to, like, something I was thinking about. I didn't think about it in terms of Shodan as capitalism, 
Because I like, I mean, more obviously, like Anatoly is like the symbol of capitalism. Yeah, in the yeah. game. But yeah, but yes, I I I understand. Like what I had was like the difference between the individual and the collective. Being, yeah, totally, Shodan being like totally. the individual. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel. I think this goes back to some of the issues I had with like the player character not like doing like having any voice was that mm. like i don't feel like they like you reject shodan and the like collective of the many but like there's no like alternative like like there's no like okay but like why are you different than shodan at all <laughs> like like yeah like you're also basically throughout the whole game just out for yourself in a yeah. way like like you're you're kind of like helping other people but like not really <laughs> like yeah i guess and that's actually that's a strong advocacy or god <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point for um yeah like what you were saying earlier where it's like it doesn't there's no real it doesn't tell you anything about their motivation so it's like yeah when it doesn't it let of, the story like really reach like a conclusion yeah exactly because it's like, why is the main character doing it? Is it selfless? Because you could, if, uh-huh. if the character is like blatantly doing it to protect humanity, then that's kind of, that would fit the like argument you're making more. But like, we have no reason to think that he's not just doing this all for self-preservation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I think is, is really interesting about the game is um, it has like a big fascination with motherhood did you oh, think about this you're, oh my god i didn't but you're so right like it really it reminds me a lot of alien like the original mm, alien yeah um but like shodan obviously talks about being like the mother of the many mm-hmm. and they talk about her as like the mechanical mother or whatever the, the metal metallic mother, mother yeah yeah I think they said all those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, y- like, she's also kind of your mom because, like, she makes you. Oh, you're right, yeah. <laughs> and. Oh, my God. The, like, the many are, is also, like, feminized and is, like, a mom. Like, mm. it's, like, kind of, it's obviously, like, complex where it's, like, it's all kind of one organism. But, yeah. but the, I do feel like the female voice is used more often than the non, and it always yes. refers to its children and stuff. So exactly, yes, and and literally, like when you're in, like at the end of the game, when you're in like the thing, like they refer to it as the womb. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're literally like going into a mother's womb and blowing it up <laughs> in this game. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I feel like this is, yeah, like, I don't know if, like, like Ken Levine had, like, mother issues or something Ooh, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, working through <laughs> at all. Because I actually, like, the, I feel like you could read it as, in a very abstract way, This it's telling you the mm-hmm. story of, like, the protagonist. It's like... You know, you're, like, you, you're it, rejecting mom. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. it's, it's, Polito is, like, guiding you in as a maternal mm-hmm. figure in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the betrayal of seeing your mother for who she is. <laughs> right. You know, like when she's like, Oh my God, you're, you're a fucking psychopath, <laughs> which is kind of like, we all have to, at some point realize our parents are people and they're just as stupid as we are. And so yeah, yeah. it's almost like that where you, you see the dark side of this previously like pretty benevolent m- maternal figure. Right. And, and then the maternal figure that, insults you and belittles you constantly (laughs) Uh she she has you do her bidding she sends you in to destroy this other mother who is constantly trying to take you Mm -hmm. and wants you to join her yeah and so you destroy that mother for your mother and then your mother (laughs) betrays you Uh so then at the end it's actually the nah is the like (laughs) Is the re- is the like the rejection of all yeah. parental figures and yeah. like the uh, pointing yourself towards like you know in um, I don't know guiding yourself being independent yeah. yeah definitely I I do think it's interesting that 
like you're saying with Polito and also Delacroix, like most of the main characters are women. Jesus, yeah. And they're all like guiding you at different points. Because <laughs> even like when you're in the many, like the many is like talking to you and like trying to like, like you said, like, I mean, it's continue like mm-hmm. trying to like bring you over to its side. Like, yeah, it constantly is saying like, don't you want to be a part of us? Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I haven't played Bioshock for many, like over like 10, 12 years or whatever. <laughs> so, but I mean, like the most famous thing oh, about yeah. Bioshock is the big daddies. So I wonder oh, if, I wonder God. if going back to that, there's, it's going to be a very father centric thing. <laughs> Dude. Ken Levine has some absolute parental trauma. (laughs) (laughs) There is no doubt. (laughs) Jesus, you're so right. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that was, that was like, to me, like the most interesting thing from like, again, from before actually like, like reading like the backstory and stuff (laughs) and understanding a little more about like, Anatoly and all those characters like what they were all doing like what the game like or what like kind of came across most obviously was like all this (laughs) all this mother stuff yeah yeah and because like you know um Diego and Anatoly are probably a more accurate like vehicle for comments about you know capitalism or government Mm -hmm. because that is they're also you know, the, right. they're like battling between the power of capitalism, mm-hmm. the power of government and control and morals and order and everything. But that really takes such a backstage in the game compared to like Shonan and the others or the, the many, <laughs> the others from Lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really wow. sad when you have to press the button and Charlie's Charlie's still in the... <laughs> And the across the uh, like that is like a thing that would be that is a a scene that would be in this game. Like you never can be in the same room as him, but you see him across the across the glass. Wow, that literally that scene from Lost could be a cutscene in this game. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, but then Charlie would go nah and shoot the glass. Smash it with his guitar. <laughs> what would um what would Charlie from Lost Smash moves be? <laughs> I mean, his ultimate would be uh the song, obviously. Uh I can't think of the lyrics right now, but Oh, it's Oh god, yeah, what is <laughs> It's a nonsense what? phrase. Uh, it's a drive shaft. Oh, drive shaft the band. Yeah. You yeah. all, everybody. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you all, everybody. Also, um, oh my God. Oh, and, and when you Google Charlie song from Lost, it says, like Google tells you, you all, everybody. You all, everybody is the sole hit song by the band Drive Shaft. Mm-hmm. The lyrics and music were composed by Charlie Pace. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you looked up that song, Google would make you think it's just a band. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's his final smash for sure. Yeah. I think uh, his his down B is he does heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he loses health. <laughs> and nothing else. Oh, uh, oh no, 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 no. His um his his side B is that he smashes one of those like uh those uh porcelain figures. Are they Jesus's? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! And he smashes on the person, and if he <laughs> if he hits them, it drops a thing of heroin, and if he takes it, it heals him. <laughs> but if another character yeah. takes it, it hurts them. Yeah, yeah, that's re- that's really good. <laughs> why don't they hire us? Like, <laughs> there's why, an open position. Why aren't they putting Charlie and Smash? Also, <laughs> we are the new Sakurai. <laughs> we should be at least. Uh, yeah, I, I think his like 
I think his main attack would be that he's like carrying his guitar and he like hits yeah, people that's, with it. If if you like tap A, he like does a bunch of jam jabs with it and it'll play a little guitar chord with every hit he does in order. <laughs> like bram, yeah. bram, bram. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. like hits him really hard. <laughs> God damn, we're so good at this. I think yeah, no, I think it's like it like normal A is one <laughs> like one chord and then like <laughs> like his like smash a is like a different mm, chord and like, yeah. like up smash and like if you do them in the right order it plays <laughs> you all everybody <laughs> yep <laughs> that makes so much sense <laughs> i don't know what his like up b would be Yeah, I think we've just covered every aspect of Charlie's personality I think his, in that show. I think his down B is he says, this isn't Penny's boat or whatever. Hmm. Doesn't he have a catchphrase that he says? Oh, no, his down B is that if he's a if he's like in the air, he drops Hurley. <laughs> so Hurley's out for being a, a playable character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dropped, know. He just always has a Hurley on him. I was gonna say his like his this is also more of a Hurley thing, but I think they do it together, right? Where like his uh one of his moves could be like he gets in the bus, like the V like the VW banner van or whatever, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like and like drives it across. Yeah, that would be good. Maybe that could be his down B. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is his like in the in the last season, what is his like sideways story? Like stuff. Oh, do you remember? I do not know. Because his upbeat could be somehow related to that. <laughs> um, he's reunited with Claire. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be him, like, like yelling Claire or something. <laughs> Claire. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe um which one was this his down b his up b his up b like he like yells it up <laughs> like the- yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying character ever oh my god just guitar constantly chords and random yelling. guitar chords <laughs> <laughs> and then i think every time you drop hurley he says what was hurley's catchphrase dude yeah, he just goes, dude. <laughs> so it's like, if you're playing as Charlie, it's just constantly all of these things. It's really yeah. annoying. It's all out of tune with the music. But yeah, obviously, as we've been discussing about System Shock 2, uh, we should <laughs> we should wrap up our thoughts on it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm I think from here I'm I'm very interested to see because like playing it, I can see a lot of the just like gameplay wise, like it's very similar. I feel like to to Bioshock. But I'm mm. I'm curious, like if there's like little little like Easter eggs and or just like oh, you know like yeah. connections I that I is. I would have never known about. Yeah, I bet there's I bet there's a lot of things. Maybe not like deliberate Easter eggs, but like just mm-hmm. similarities. And I've never played Bioshock, so I. Mm-hmm. I have like no idea really even what happens in the game. I think I only have a concept of it now because I assume it's like this. It must mm-hmm. be similar to System Shock, so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it has to me some of the same issues, but so but mm. also like some of the same good stuff <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's also spooky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that vibe. Um it also uh we didn't even talk about this, but uh Dead Space. Do you know about Dead mm. Space? Oh, yeah. um, I love Dead Space. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, yeah, I, I think I played it in high school. 
Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Everyone, there was, I heard from like several people in high school, like Dead Space is crazy, dude. <laughs> um, and I think, oh man, it, so it, it was inspired by System Shock. Really? Um, okay. That's, yeah. I, like, I mean, it, it's like a horror game in space, so mm-hmm. it's not like I it, can't see the connection, but like, it's, it's definitely a different vibe. <laughs> Ooh, there has long been a rumor that Dead Space was originally a third System Shock, hmm. but that's, they said it's not true. Um, Interesting. There's a new, um, there's a new like space horror game by the people who made Dead Space. Oh, really? That's, it hasn't come out yet. I don't know when it's coming out, but maybe in the next like year or so. Oh, wow. I think, it, but it's like the Calypso so protocol or something oh i think i heard about that actually yeah yeah it looks uh looks uh very gory which makes sense the callisto protocol yeah 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 yeah. oh man yeah that looks cool but yeah oh that's interesting yeah i didn't i did not know that but i this is one of definitely one of those games where it's like not a ton of people played it but it was like very influential i think Mm -hmm. yeah and then, I mean, I think a lot of some of its influence didn't quite reach mainstream until Bioshock. But like after that, I feel like there were like so many games like used. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're probably right. Where like elements. that that's probably what got everyone to kind of find it was, you know, right its relationship to to um, Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I just mean definitely... of like the like the, like the design ideas like once like after Bioshock came out like a million games I feel like had like audio logs randomly. <laughs> mm, oh, so Bioshock has uh, audio logs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, nice. I guess of course it would, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a it's it's a very similar like setup, obviously to yeah yeah to this yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be. Later down the road, we have a couple episodes before that one. But yeah. Um, also, um, God, did we just? Is it just because we haven't talked in a little while that we just couldn't shut up? Because I realized we didn't even talk about the sound of the music, which like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is very I feel notable. Like There's just a lot to talk about. You just gotta play System Shock Two for yourself, but you just gotta hear those horrible, horrible sounds. Mm. For yourself, those horrible spider sounds and mm. like the, uh, the sound of walking in the the body of the many, the uh-huh. just like, and just their little their little <laughs> like catchphrases that they say, "Kill me, <laughs> God, yeah," which is so good. Like the way that they they're mm-hmm. aware enough that they're like trying to oh, help yeah. you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, and also that the like they like from some distance will like be aware of you. Mm, yeah, and be yeah. like and they'll I can't remember exactly what they say, but they'll be like like we sense a disturbance or something mm-hmm, like that. Mhm. Yeah, it's the little <clears throat> little bug like sounds are horrible. Yeah. I hate those little guys. Jesus, yeah. Also, um, how did you feel about the music really quick? Because I apparently the music is very divisive. People, mm. I, I, Similar to the first game, which I understand more, that the first game's music is very in your face. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't please your ears, you're just going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. But apparently a lot of people recommend playing System Shock 2 with the music turned off, which I have yeah, that's w- what I could o- only describe as like a religious anger towards <laughs> Yeah, that's bizarre. I feel like, I yeah, because I feel like the music is like I I really liked the music in mm-hmm. System Shock One. Jesus, yeah, that's like but, that's literally why I told Matt that they should play it. <laughs> but like in the old version, yeah. But like this this one has like similar. I think it's the same person who did it too. Like that's he's one of because like he's the person who did like the sound design and music 
is the wife or not the wife, the husband of uh yeah of, of Terry Shodan who does Shodan. Yeah, trying to find. I have a wiki tab open, but they're all so small because there's so many of them they don't have the words. <laughs> so let me find it really quick. Yeah. Um. Oh god, I just don't have it. Uh, because so it's Eric Brosius or Brocious. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh man, it doesn't really. Let me see. Does. It, Oh yeah, he did the uh, the first one. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also him and uh, Terry Brocious, his wife, the mm-hmm. voice of Shodan yeah. and De La Croix, um, they were in a band together. Yeah, we talked the about this 90s. in the in the system show. Did we? Episode. Yeah. Oh my! That's like God. how they like met. Is like the people like went oh, to a sh- yeah yeah like they went to one of their shows and were like, hey, like do you want to like oh, <laughs> work on God, a game? I- I, I didn't realize that was the same person. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, I enjoyed hearing it a second time. I hope the listener did too. <laughs> yeah. Little little reminder. But yeah, no, like I feel like it's it's a very similar, but it is, I like you were saying, it's a little less like intense. It's, it's way more subdued and more like mm-hmm. appropriate for the setting. There are, it, there's some parts where it's like yeah. basically the same, I feel like, but. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it has a lot of like mellow, like kind of eerie, uh, vibey, mm-hmm. like synth music, yeah. and then occasionally it breaks back. It goes into yeah. that techno from the first, it's like yeah, it's like okay, I'm when you're like when you're running through the radiated tubes, you know, like early on. I just I feel like I spend a half hour just like just in the background. I'm just trying to go find a closet, man. Doesn't need to be so dramatic. Yeah. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, that, that those are very uh, unorganized thoughts on <laughs> System God, Shock yeah. 2. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will be back um, uh, soon Next time, yeah. <laughs> next time. We'll be back next time. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. At Gameography Pod. Join the voice of the many on Twitter. <laughs> at Gameography Pod. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>